listen, Logan, y'all. Why do you know stuff like that? <laughs> why do you? When have you ever? Why I, are you like this? I don't know. We used to be kids. kids. Now we're not. We're not. Something happened in between. This is the Broken Youth Club. My mom specifically has said that like she doesn't want to put up her Christmas tree this year because mm. she knows we're not coming back. Yeah. She knows that my sister isn't going to be there. It's like a reminder. And of- then my dad was like, yeah, she said that she didn't even know if we were going to do like if him and her were going to exchange gifts. Mm. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. You guys have to do that. And I was like, she needs to lug out the fucking. Tr- it's one. It's one time a year. You put yeah. bring that tree out, put those fucking ornaments up. But I think it's almost like a. Like, it's just so sad because yeah. we did Christmas morning at their house when we lived in Spencer. So it's like... Yeah, we held on to that for a while. And I, I didn't we, have a problem with it myself because... I think we always would have done it. We'd, we, you know, we would wake up at our house and do Christmas morning at our house, but then immediately leave and go to theirs. There was a couple years where we we did it there is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, when Ollie was when little... When we very first started... When Oliver was little bitty, yeah, we would do Christmas Eve at my parents' house. Didn't, we didn't want you didn't want to give that up. I didn't. Yeah. My sister still slept in the bed with us. Yeah, <laughs> we would like. Yeah, we would purposefully I think that not first, stay at our apartment, and we would stay at your parents'. So I literally could. think that first year that Ollie was like still a baby, like an itty bitty baby. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess they would have been almost a year old, but uh, I think you slept somewhere else, and Jen and I and Oliver slept could've in the been. bed. Could have been. Like, it doesn't we, sound like out of the. We hung on to that for a long time, long time. And so I think that there's probably this part of it for my mom specifically, because I just think that moms feel it a little more. Maybe. I don't know. My dad's just like good at hiding that, I think, mm. if it really bothers him. But with my mom, I think it's just like too hard to think about putting all the decorations up or like she bought all those um animatronic things from like hallmark right. she buy a new one every year so that oliver <laughs> could come over and push the button over and over again yeah i'm sure there's a part of it that's just like it's just so devastating to yeah. put those things out and not have little it makes me a little watery thinking about it actually um well it's, it's just that's just this year but who's to say next year isn't different the only difference i think this year was we didn't make it home for thanksgiving or christmas but I don't think that we'll ever make it home for Christmas again. Unless no, we No, what I'm saying is, do you think next year there's a possibility we'd go home for Thanksgiving? Because if we do, that is typically when we would put up the tree as tradition. So it's like if we were to go home next year, say, with the kids, I wonder if your mom would be more inclined to want to put that stuff up knowing that the kids still put it up or if it would be this like well, as soon as you left uh I would almost rather entertain the <laughs> idea of like flying home December 26th and staying mm. for a week cuz then we could be back in Indiana for like New Year's and you and I could like actually go out for New Year's if we wanted to mm. or get together with some old friends or something uh I would almost rather entertain that than it just feels like a like going home for Thanksgiving is like a waste cuz it's because like just it's like just the meal and it's like 
the meal and the Christmas tree. But like if we would go home Is Christmas it because week, we don't do the things we used to do, you mean? Like going to your grandparents and... Well, yeah. I mean, for my side of the family, it would just be dinner at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Like it would just be another, uh, just another dinner. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if we would go home for the Christmas holiday, then it's like... <clears throat> I don't know. It just feels like it's a more special time of the year mm-hmm. and it would give my mom a reason to get her tree up. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we could do something for new year's. Cause otherwise it feels like until Oliver is truly old enough to babysit, we will never be able to go out for new year's again or like go to a party or make friends and go to a house party. Like, well, unless we hire someone to watch who, who wants to babysit on new year's Eve. <clears throat> Who's doing that? Definitely not our high school babysitter right now. Yeah. And Really, anybody else is like, nobody wants to do that. That's yeah. like a fun night to go out. So I don't know. I would I would entertain that more than it just feels like for Thanksgiving, it's like a waste of money. Yeah. But it's okay. hard to travel out of here during that time anyway because of the amount of snow we right. get. So I also don't also might be backtracking on what I just said because we might yeah. not be able to get out or we might not be able to get back. Yeah. But well, again, there comes the idea of making new traditions again. We might just have to look at if it truly is something where your mom is uh, just not wanting to get the stuff out anymore. It's like, well, is there a new thing we can do to to replace Mm -hmm. that magic, so to speak? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really hard. I think it went from a time of the year that my mom really, really loved Mm -hmm. to like a more depressing. I remember like your mom was you too. We're all about like Black Friday. And, oh, yeah. 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 Which, I mean, that could be a thing that we would do together if we went for Thanksgiving. But um, but then everything we buy, we have to ship back. But, I mean, if we went yeah. for Christmas, we'd also be mm-hmm. coming home with a lot more than we went there with. I don't know. It's hard, though. It's hard to imagine because it feels like a decision that we made has these, like, long-term consequences for my parents, too. Yeah. Well, I uh, think that's that's unfortunately life is... When you get older, the decision the the decisions you make, uh, I would say more so than you are when you're a kid, do affect more than just yourself. Like, yeah. it's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of things I could do. For instance, big decisions that don't affect you, the kids, and yeah. again, tangentially, your parents, my parents. Yeah, it's um, yeah, growing up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was uh. I was thinking about, uh, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of like thinking since um, the thing happened at the grocery store the other day, uh, which I will talk about. Oh, yeah. Because you already know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, essentially, um, a couple nights ago, I wanted to make this new recipe for chicken uh, that my friend Sarah had told me about. Um, and I had to go to the grocery store. And while I was there, I was like, oh, I'll pick up some big donuts for Arlo because Arlo loves the chocolate donuts from Kroger. Um, And then I picked up a bag of tortilla chips for Ollie um, because they've been eating a lot of tortilla chips lately. And then I picked up a thing of bagels for you because miraculously you have been eating bagels, which is so good. Yum. Because it's so filling. I'm so proud of you. Although I do, you know, cream cheese it up. Yeah. But like, you're just not a very, you're not very good at like eating in general. So it's like, I know. I love that you have found something that you're eating. Which is so funny because I feel like that usually shocks people, especially when I was like really overweight. 
Yeah. Is when people would be like, "Why? How? You never eat." Yeah. <laughs> but they would look and, but you need a bra, so this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I like had all of these ingredients. I had chicken thighs and all these ingredients, and then I had the donuts and the chips and the bagels. And I go to the self checkout, and I have earbuds in because I hate possibly having to talk to anybody at the grocery store. So I just put earbuds in. Um, But so I go to check out, and there's this lady that's probably in her like late forties ish. And her teenage daughter. And they're like standing there waiting for an associate. They need help with something. But I see her out of the corner of my eye, like pointing to something in my cart and clearly saying something to me. So I pull an earbud out and I'm like, what? And she said, are those chocolate covered donuts? And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and tortilla chips? And I said, yeah, you know, we got the salsa. We just need the (laughs) chips. And then she was like, and bagels? And I'm like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's a lot of fat and a lot of carbs. And I was like, mm. immediately I'm horrified. But I think that I respond with like a laugh because I'm just so immediately like uncomfortable and I'm yeah. processing what just happened. <laughs> um, and like the blatant like rudeness that's Damn. coming from it. Right. Uh, and so I think I kind of laughed. I was like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, and then I immediately pop my earbud in and keep checking <laughs> out. Now I'm Now I'm in a fucking hurry to get yeah. out of there. But I don't restart my podcast so I can hear that she points to someone else's cart and was like, uh, mini corn dogs. I haven't had mini corn dogs in so long, but I just I cannot eat those anymore. And I'm just like, who is this person that is like just calling out people's fucking carts and like calling out the things that maybe aren't like the healthiest things? Yeah. (laughs) You wonder like who who taught you literally interact with people in public? Because also like. Not that it's a big deal, but like this wasn't a small woman. It's not like this woman was like smaller than me and maybe trying to give me some fucking health tips that I didn't ask for. It's like, babe, it's it's a donut. It's not a big deal. And like I could I could eat all these things if I wanted to. But I hate that my immediate thought when I was leaving was like, I wish that I could let her know that those things weren't even for me. Mm -hmm. But like, why? Because that all yeah. could have been for me. And yeah. I don't need to feel shame about that. Like, there's nothing wrong with a fucking bagel. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with chips or a donut. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. But, like, I felt so embarrassed that she thought that I was eating all those things and that I shouldn't be eating those things. And then I'm like, I wish that I would have said something. Because mm-hmm. I like to think that when people are rude to other people, I would, like, say something or yeah. stick up for them. And I've done that before. But like, I am. I know I didn't say anything to call out the fact that she was like being inappropriate because I was worried about embarrassing her yeah. or drawing more attention to this situation. So instead, it was very much just like laugh along, even though you don't think it's fucking funny, and then yeah. get out of there as mm-hmm. fast as you can. And like, there are parts of me that it's like, I'm glad that I'm not confrontational. I'm glad that I'm I don't know, but there's a big part of me that's like, I wish that I also wouldn't worry more about embarrassing her than she is worried about embarrassing me Mm -hmm. because there was no other reason to say that other than to try to embarrass me or make me feel shame for what's in my cart. Yeah. But you're not going to look at any of the other things that are in the cart that are totally healthy. Like I wanted to hold up the fact that I bought the low sodium chicken broth. 
Like, yeah. hey, I, but I chose the low sodium one because I know I should watch the sodium because, you know, like my fucking parents always said I should watch the sodium. But it's like, why do I care yeah. what this woman set, thinks that I will like likely never see her again? I hope I never see her again. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but also just that thought immediately of like, you know, I have been going through like my own body stuff for my whole fucking life since I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast since I was like literally in the second grade. Like, how does this woman know that a comment like that wouldn't send me home feeling like I shouldn't even eat dinner that night or I should not eat another donut ever in my life or that I, I apparently look so unhealthy to a total stranger that she thinks I shouldn't eat chips. Yeah. Like, how do you, how does she know? Or is she just not thinking about it? I mean, like, and then I, yeah, I and then I'm looking sounded at to me, like, especially when you put your earbud in and you said she went back to someone else's cart. Sounds like this shit she pulls all the time. So she just has no, yeah, it's just spatial or but it's <laughs> like so social foul. awareness. It's, it's so foul. And it made me think too, <laughs> like, I mean, her teenage daughter looked horrified. Like she didn't say anything. Yeah. But she, I could tell she was uncomfortable that her mom was saying shit to me. And I just thought, like, how fucking sad that this girl, yeah, who sure. her, her daughter was very thin, like, probably hears this shit all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All the fucking time. And it made me so sad for her. Because it it just reminded me of, like, all these things that I was told for a long time that I shouldn't eat. Or it's like the times when I would go visit my grandparents And my grandma would make sure to let me know that, like, you know, celery is real healthy for you. Like, I didn't ask. We're not talking about celery. I I actually like celery. But, like, I'm not asking you. But you're saying these things to me specifically. You're not saying that to my other cousins. You're not saying that to my sister. You're saying it to me, which makes me feel like you're looking at my body and thinking she needs to put more healthy stuff in it. Right. And it's so triggering for me. And it was triggering when that woman said it. And and clearly it's stuck with me. I'm still thinking about it days later. And I just wish that I could like brush that shit off. Or I wish that I could just be the person to like call out that <clears throat> behavior when it is happening. Because it's like that sucks, you know, like she probably hasn't thought about that again since she fucking blurted it out of her mouth. No, she's because <laughs> she's probably said it 200 other times to other people yeah but like that sucks like i just wish that people would fucking think about it more yeah because i've just i've like never really had um crazy shit like that happen to me other than uh (laughs) oh can i real quick before you will you bank that yep because i want to hear it it does does remind me a very similar thing where I was in the checkout line because I, I was trying to think what else in public has someone said to me where I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and I was, uh, we had these blank hats and they were camo, but they didn't have any prints on them. No patches, nothing. They were just blank. It was just like a digital camo hat. And I had gone to Lowe's to pick some, this was years ago at this point, but I'd gone to Lowe's to pick something up. I was in the checkout line and the woman said to me something to the effect of, um, oh yeah, when I got back from tour, I put on some weight too, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me? 
And then it, it didn't hit me. And I just like let it go. And I checked out. And then it didn't hit me until like after I hit the double doors. Like, oh, she saw my hat, <laughs> saw my man boobs, and then thought, I'm going to connect with this guy by saying, I see you did a tour, which by the way, I didn't. I've never, I've never been in the military in my life. Uh, but I see that this is a chubby person who clearly if you're in the military, you shouldn't be chubby. So now you are. It's like this weird train of thought that she had that just bleh, came out of her yeah. mouth. And, I mean, it's obvious. It stuck with me in the fact that it was just so off the wall. Like, it's funny to me in a sense of like, that's what I was trying to say earlier was I wish I had better advice to like let that shit brush off because yeah you know we're both in the same boat in the fact that we've had body issues and we've um you know to an effect or another had people comment or uh, otherwise um act differently because of that um so I, yeah I, I wish i had better I've i've always been the person to just like make the turn things into humor so mm -hmm. so again like yeah that was to me objectively kind of funny but like to anyone else i can see how it would hurt their feelings but yeah. it's funny to me because it's like <laughs> you don't say that hey you don't yeah. say that to me you're lucky because i laugh but <laughs> like, like what's wrong with you yeah yeah the um the other time i was thinking about uh was uh like last I think it was last Halloween I had gone out. Well, no, because you went out with me on Halloween last mm -hmm. year. But like maybe right before that. We were Cheech and Chong, weren't we? We were Cheech and <laughs> Chong. <laughs> um, but right before that, I had gone out with my then nanny. Uh, and we had gone out and uh, we were drinking and like whatever. It was a good time. And then she wanted to play pool. And there were these two guys that had been playing on one of the pool tables like all fucking night. And it's like, so she walked over to them, I think, to see if we could, if they were going to be done soon or if we could maybe play a game like against them, you know, like two on two or whatever. Yeah. So she walks over to him okay. and then both of them walk over to me and he's like, how much do you weigh? <laughs> and I, I was like, this. yeah, I remember you telling me that. I was like, what? And he was like, what do you weigh? Like 160, which like adorable i do not i wish i weighed 160 like yeah. my god but i was like what does that have to what does that have to do with anything and he pointed to the pool stick as if there was like fucking certain weight classes yeah. for what pool stick you wanted to use yeah hey we're at a bar bro we're not at the fucking nationals <laughs> <laughs> did you weigh in yet did and you like, and like, as a side note, if we're going to make comments about people's bodies, this dude looked like he was about 120 soaking wet. Like yeah. I could have lit at the mo at the time I was working out four days a week. I literally could have bench pressed him with ease. Like, bro, <laughs> lay down. I'll pick you up. Like, oh, that I, would, are, I would pay to see that, though. What are you doing? But it hits so weird. And again, was one of those things where it's like, I don't remember what I said when he pointed at the pool stick, but like. We ended up still playing the game with these two yeah. fucking dorks, like these two assholes. Um, and it's like, I wish that I would have said something because yeah. it's like, dude, it was so blatantly rude. And like, 
oh, it doesn't matter how much I weigh because I'm aggressively, severely not interested in you. <laughs> so like you really, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it does, does make not you want to be able you. to say quippy things. But like, also, yeah, like you maybe and- Maybe you can give me any pool stick you want. I'm still not happening. Like, like- <laughs> and like him and his friend were both very similar body styles. Like, come over here. I'll pick up both of you at the same time. Like, this is so embarrassing, but you're clearly trying to make me feel like I'm too big to play pool with you. Do you think that's still a thing is like nagging? Like I don't in, know what that in, means. You never heard of nagging? nagging? Yeah. No, I don't know. Oh, what that man. Means. Okay. I think I'm right in where this tr- like traces back to, but do you remember? Uh, I want to say it was like the '90s era. It could have been in the '80s, but there were these like date, uh, not dating shows, shows about like pickup artists, and they were like, to me, even at the time, I'm like, women are into this, you know, like the I can't remember their fucking name, but there was literal shows on like VH1 or whatever, and it was like, hey, I'm Pablo. And this is the pickup artist or something like that. And he would teach these guys how to pick up women at bars, but but using very sexist, misogynistic sure. techniques. And one of those techniques, pretty sure, again, traces back to these types of shows, um, is negging. It's where you lead off with something's negative. Like, um, I can't even think of one right now because luckily I don't have a bank of them. But yeah, just like insulting the woman. So that you can like lower her level so that you can like, so that I can feel so, so blessed to play pool with you. I don't, that's some of the worst, but it looked better in purple. That's like one of of the worst things I've ever heard of. (laughs) Actually, I can't believe that worked on literally anyone. Somebody tell me I'm not wrong, but I know know that's a thing. My God. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to Google, but I just, yeah, I don't know. So, um, that one didn't bother me on the aspect of like it didn't hurt my feelings because this dude was like so i can't even actually express how unattractive he was like (laughs) he was just everything about him was not for me anyway not that i'm fucking looking but like it still hit in this way of this dude just said something to try and embarrass me and rather than call out the fact that he shouldn't be commenting on what anyone looks like yeah um, I like literally ended up playing the fucking game. Yeah, go along to get along kind of thing. Which is like horrifying. Yeah. Why did I do that? I didn't even want to play pool that bad. <laughs> I could have told my fucking friend like, hey, I'm just going to go wait over there. You do what no, you want to do. I'll no. go. I'll go dance by myself. Like all. Well, you know, I'm going to said that you, you adapt to the environment you're in and when it's you like know, you meet people on their level. And sometimes it just makes me wonder, like, does it all trace back to like what we've talked about before we're like um like when my whenever we go visit home and my dad is clearly like over it uh and so from or like we'll make a comment to ollie about the fucking steak being burnt or whatever and then i'm like oh i need ollie to shut up and then i'm just gonna get us out of here because i'm so worried about keeping the peace but like i said to you the other day I, i watched a video where somebody was like uh talking about keeping the peace and how we're taught to keep like peacekeepers are taught to keep the peace but like it's not until you start to question whose peace you're keeping that you start to realize how like kind of fucked up that is because like i'm worried about making sure you're comfortable at the expense of me being comfortable yeah and like why am i doing that and why am i doing that with total strangers and like i just 
I don't know how to break that. I'm so ready to break I do, that. I do have a thought on that because I remember you saying that and this hit me just the other day. As um, I think an explanation there, if I can give one, is so uh, if I am purposefully, you know, say, yeah, go back to like Darren or something with me to keep the peace. I'm I'm caring about his feelings more than mine. That's the way it would seem. It's like, why are we doing that? And to me, it's it's more I'm protecting against a situation that would be detrimental for me because knowing whether it's fair or not, I think that's maybe a little bit of early lesson for me. And like, yeah, life's not fucking fair, whether it's fair or not. If I don't do anything to help uh, make the situation simmer, he's not. Absolutely. And so if he goes off the handle and he raises it to an 11, that's way worse for me. So I have two options, make it better and appease his feelings, which is like work, but like nine to five work or him going off the handle and having to deal with that tense household or whatever the repercussions are, ass whipping, yada, yada, yada. That's like overtime work. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah, but that's the explanation I could give on it if I had to. And I think that that makes total sense for us as kids in a, in environments in our homes where we don't have the control to get out of it. But like at the grocery store, I'm actively checking out. What are you going to do? Start yelling at me? <laughs> yeah, you sure, know, like, sure. or like the guy at the bar, even if he's tried to like get aggressive with me, I'm telling you, I'm not even a violent person. I could have beat him with ease. Like I could have snapped him over my knee. Like he was so Which small. I hope you so would like, have at a certain point, you know, like, well, yeah, I mean like, if, and if, Somebody is going to like attack me. I'm not going to like come at them first. I've never been in a physical fight in my life. Yeah. But like, especially then I could have held my own. Like yeah. I, I just wasn't worried about him in that way. So it's like, yeah, when I deal with my parents, I try not to escalate because I'm still in this idea of like, oh, you're my parents and I don't want to do this. Sorry. I just, I want to be sure that what I said didn't come off as, I hope you would get into fight with men. Like, no, <laughs> no it's, I hope if, if someone were to push it to a certain uh, uh, point that you would not go along to get along and you would make us a, a step to like leave or yeah. whatever that is. I didn't mean actually well, yeah, fight and, him, but. Yeah. And that too. I mean, like. We could have just left the bar. Yeah, if he like, got if he got fucking like touchy or handsy or something, I would have hoped that you would have either well, or yeah, he would have been him removed. off or like went and gotten a, a bartender or some yeah. help or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but that's, that's awesome. but that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't have even needed to do that because he was such a small man. <laughs> he was so little. Like yeah. again, small. I'd, I'd pay to see that. So I just I don't <laughs> I want to break away from that. Yeah, because like, and I would like to break away from it even with my parents because at this point. I'm an adult and I we pay our bills and we live in this house and we're raising our own kids. And there are still a lot of things that that both of our families do that I sometimes wish I would stick up more for. Um, and I try to like gently broach the the topic. And then when I immediately see that like nothing is being done to change it, I more often than not just let it go. Yeah. And that makes me feel like a coward. Um, and especially in the way of like, um, we've, I don't know that we've actually talked about it on this podcast, but obviously anybody that, um, anybody that has paid attention to the way that we speak about Oliver, 
Um, Oliver is non-binary and Ollie hits Ollie told us probably a year and a half to two years ago that they thought they were non-binary. Yeah, it's been a while now. And it took us a good six months before we were really like sure that Ollie even really knew what that meant. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that that was a that's an honest struggle that we had because we are very openly supportive of the community and um, family and friends and yeah, we've considered ourselves allies absolutely for, for always. The and problem so- we had just again to make sure that there is a distinction here isn't that we thought this isn't a, a valid or reasonable thing. It was that um, we were worried Oliver, that- especially as the kid, to like pick the the unique thing off the shelf. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and so Ollie and would. I'm- Sorry, my alarm went off for the dogs. Ollie would make these comments sometimes when they would talk about it about like, well, I'm the only non-binary kid at school. And it's like, Like well, are you like, like, are you non-binary or are you trying to be the only something at school? I was just trying to figure that out. Yeah, it was it was never a thing of like, I don't think that non-binary people are uh, valid or real. Mm. I, I didn't know that Ollie really knew what that meant and really felt that versus Ollie just trying to do something to make themselves more unique Mm -hmm. to get a little bit more attention um and so there were a lot of conversations for the first little bit um but for the better part of a year and some change it's it's we follow it you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and there was obviously a learning curve at the front um oliver was there still is yeah i mean all oliver was our boy for a long time and and you know for always i wanted our firstborn to be a son. Like I, I wanted an older brother. I wanted all of those things. And so when Ollie, uh, when Ollie decided that they were non-binary, it was like, okay, well then I need to like rework that. I don't have, yeah. Ollie wasn't my firstborn son. Ollie was my first baby, my, my first kid, you know, Oliver isn't an older brother. Ollie is an older sibling. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that we were, lax with our families on it for a long time because again we just we didn't know if it was something that was going to stick we didn't know uh what ollie was feeling about it but then i feel like we've had numerous conversations with our families at this point about it and like there's not a lot of no it doesn't it feels like it's just us that are following what ollie's asking and it is to the point where ollie made a comment to me I think about a month ago, six weeks ago, uh, about how they were thinking, well, maybe I'll just go back to he, him because nobody, uh, nobody other than you and dad even like respect that. Yeah. And it made me really sad. And I tried to have a conversation with my family about it because it's like, Hey, I just, I think that it would mean a lot, you know? And like maybe Ollie in a few years will decide that, they don't feel non-binary anymore. Maybe they're leaning more into their masculine era or maybe they'll lean into a feminine era, but like what's it hurt? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's it doesn't hurt journey. anything. Yeah. And like, I think that at least from the conversations that I've had, it's not like anybody has a problem with it, but they're also just not making the effort to stop mm-hmm. using he, him pronouns or stop referring to Ollie as a brother or stop you know, just it's it's like there's no effort on it. And I don't know. I don't 
at, at a certain point, I wish that I could just have the, the fucking like <clears throat> the courage to just say like, Hey, hi, whether you think this hurts or not, it does. So stop because it, it's hurting them. How much do you think, uh, is so option a is to be like total parents and be like, this is the, uh, outline for what needs to happen with our kid. Yeah. Or option B is at what point do we allow a little bit of autonomy, not allow, because obviously we allow it now, but encourage, I should say, autonomy in, hey, Oliver, maybe it would mean more to these people if you went to them yourself and said, this means. Well, I've straight asked Oliver, like, do you want me to have the conversation or do you want to have the conversation? Oh, okay. And Ollie has told me that, like, they're more comfortable with me having the yeah, conversation. Okay. Well. Because Oliver has, on their own, dropped some fucking hints along the way about being non... Like, hi, I'm bringing up. Like, I don't love the... I don't know what bathroom to go in whenever we're in public and there's not a unisex bathroom. I really wish they had those everywhere. Like, Ollie will bring that stuff up to everyone and it feels like it's always kind of just like an ignored comment Mm -hmm. or like a quick like, oh, yeah, and then like move past it. Yeah, I think if I had to give advice to anybody listening who's like, yeah, I just don't know how it's like weird. I don't know how Uh, because it was weird for me to even as someone who is openly accepting. It is also weird for me to switch up my vocabulary and vernacular and what you are. I have been trained to speak to my kid as is the thing when I start to get tripped up and I want to like go back to an old just, you know, habit just come out of my mouth. Um, I will try to just revert to referring to Ollie as Ollie. Just refer to the person as their name. Yeah. So if it sounds like you're saying their name a lot, that's okay. Yeah. It's totally okay. Yeah. So if I want to talk about Oliver and what Oliver is doing, so I didn't have to use a pronoun there. So if it makes you uncomfortable to like switch. So until you are comfortable, just use their name. Yeah. Because I think that like what people are not fully taking into account, it's like it would be like if somebody out in public over and over again referred to my mom as a man. Yeah. Over and over again. It w- or even worse, if uh, my grandpa, my my dad's dad, yeah. would only refer to my mom as a man, mm-hmm. that would make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's the same amount of uncomfortable for Oliver, yeah. and that's what Ollie has said to me for a long time. And I'm not trying. <clears throat> I don't want to. It's literally everyone. You know, we have like, I have two friends that I can think of that respect the pronouns and and make a conscious effort. Don't always get it right, but immediately correct themselves. It's a, it's clearly an effort. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, like none, none of none of our family seems to take it into any sort of like seriousness. Um, and it just makes me sad because I remember when you and I really started to like get it. You know, like really. Uh, the slip-ups weren't as often or whatever. Like, I remember watching it clock for Ollie that we were that we were really trying mm-hmm. and that, like, they knew that we were trying. Or if we messed up and we immediately corrected ourselves, like, I could see that on Ollie's face, that they were recognizing that we 
we were trying. Yeah. And the words that Ollie uses now to describe people that don't are that they're not respecting my pronouns. It feels disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I wish that people could just like on the topic of people being disrespectful, like the people at the fucking grocery store, um, you might not even realize how disrespectful it is, but it is. It's you're mm-hmm. you're constantly misgendering someone, and you are the people that they love the most, the people yeah. that they they feel the safest with. Yeah. But in the same conversation, the people that are disrespecting them the most. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want my kids to tie those two together. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think yeah. these people are so important to me, but they also disrespect me all the time. Yeah. But I just don't think that they're thinking about it. And that's that's been really hard for me. And it's really hard for me to imagine having like the real conversation about it because I already know what it's going to be like. I already know that it's going to be a lot of defensiveness. I know it will be defensiveness from my side of the family and from yours. Like, there would be this defensive nature about it because nobody else is thinking they're being disrespectful, but, but like it is. And I don't want to have the conversation like, but, but now it's becoming a thing of I'm protecting your peace by sacrificing mine and my kids. Yeah. And I don't, I never thought I would be that parent, you know, like I never thought that I would like let people treat my kids that way you know and it's like in my head i'm like well i know that they don't mean it but like well i think but that we, is hurtful yeah it is and i don't know how to have the conversation again because the last time i tried to have one we came back home and it was like a literally like one of the first things out of that person's mouth was the wrong pronoun over and over again and i'm like we just talked about this like yeah. well do you think then i mean as much grace as we gave ourselves like do we have a pointed talk with people that we care about and say, Hey, this is a, this is all how Ollie identifies. And so this is, while it may be uncomfortable, maybe weird, this is something we need you to get on board with. And if there are slip ups, that's okay. Just try to correct them. That's, that's literally all just like, if you, you say it, recognize it and then just correct. Because when you do that from experience, it doesn't start to happen. It stops happening. And then it becomes natural. And then you just don't, it's, you don't fucking care. You don't fucking care. I mean, I I think a conversation definitely needs to be had, but I, I feel like a scared little kid to have it. Like, I don't want people to be upset with me, but for what I'm saying, I don't want them to feel like they have to be super defensive or that they have to do something that, it feels like they don't want to do, we, but it's to come to the table is like, Hey, you have been this or it, you know, it could come you, whoever we're speaking of. Cause I know it's like, just again, a lot of people, uh, it's not, I don't, and nobody's doing it out of malice and we both know that. So I think it doesn't, we don't have to come to the table in any sort of, I think what you're dealing with is definitely, I think they're not coming with it out of malice, but I think they're actively avoiding it. Like, I think that it is a choice at this point that they've made where like, they're not okay. like, they're just not going well, to. Then that's and it's something and we I need don't to know address. how to like, yeah, I don't know how to address that. Mm. But by not addressing it, like, I feel like I'm just constantly just like not supporting my kid in a way that they deserve to be supported. Yeah. And it feels similar to like, 
if Ollie would come home with a boyfriend and I don't stick up for Ollie if somebody would say something rude about it. Yeah. It feel it feel at that point it hits me in that way yeah. of like I'm not defending my kid. Yeah. To people that I shouldn't even have a problem being like that with. I have hard conversations with my family all the time. Yeah. But it's like I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this because I don't want Ollie to feel like Like, I'm just going to let people do that. But up to this point, I have, you know? Yeah. And I don't want Ollie to grow up and be like, man, my mom was... And my mom was great at respecting it, but she definitely, like, didn't support me out loud. You know? Well, there's always time. I, know. I know you're struggling with it, but obviously, partner in crime here. <laughs> happy to help. You know? I don't think that, like, anybody in my family... Um, I truly think, yeah, there's even one person that I think would be a maybe, and I'm still, I don't, maybe it's the optimistic part of me. I still think even that person will get it and will, and will at least make some sort of effort there out of respect for me and respect for Oliver. Everyone else, I think it's just going to be a, you know, yeah, you, you got it. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't, you know whatever I, I i don't think everybody is purposefully avoiding it is what i'm trying to say i guess and so i think the best way to move forward with all of these people collectively is to understand the grace of it is a change and it is it, it's a um yeah it can be difficult to change your lexicon to uh something that is opposite or completely in a different world of what you used to feels like it can be difficult for like a very short amount of time i know but i understand like i understand we I understand. refer to the post office workers as they all the time because you don't know if it's a if you have a male carrier that's a male or a woman like absolutely there are all these like societal i just think talking about it more is what will help help that's yeah. it that's it I, I think just extending that grace of knowing that not everybody is uh as proactively open as we are yeah you know so i, I yeah ha happy to help form those conversations or be a part of them <laughs> makes me want to throw up i know Ugh. it does but Ugh. was there something else you wanted to get to on that i think the only thing is like uh we've we've had a lot of uh conversations with Ollie over the last handful of years about the way that Oliver can be super uh, antagonistic or argumentative or whatever. And I was talking to Sarah about it tonight because I'm like, sometimes I feel like Ollie is so like determined to pick at everything mm -hmm. that it, it puts me in a place of like, I don't, Sometimes I like don't even want to spend time with them because they it's like you're going to do whatever you can do to like piss me off. Yeah. And that sucks. Um and like I, I feel like even, Ollie is a good contrarian most times. Yeah, and I don't get that. And I mean like I think that there are parts of you sometimes where you start to do that and I'm like, "Hey, hey, uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm not." Yeah. Like it's just I think that Ollie and I are so different. Mm. 
in the way that we maneuver through social situations, the stuff that we like, you know, our interests, like there's just not a lot of things that we line up on, which is really hard for me because I, you know, before I had kids, my job was to play with kids all the time. Like I, I like to play, mm-hmm. but the things that Ollie wants to play, I, I don't enjoy. Yeah. And I don't, I'm so and worried. Also very picky about like not wanting to do things that we do. Yeah. Like, as fun as we can make them. It's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kept thinking it would just get better as Ollie got a little older and it, yeah. and it just hasn't. I know. And I get so, I'm so worried that at a certain point, Ollie's going to be old enough that if they haven't realized it already, they're going to realize that like, a lot of times when we're hanging out, we're like not having a good time Yeah, because you're pissing me off. You're doing yeah. Or <laughs> and, riling your brothers up <clears throat> or fucking yeah, something. Like, just so, something. so antagonistic. Yeah. And like so certain that they're smarter the than- The smartest person oh in the room. My God. And it's like, I don't know if this is a consequence of us letting Ollie skip the grade. Like, because now Ollie feels like they're the smartest person and- fifth grade so they're probably the smartest person fucking alive the problem with that is where it gets like muddy is that oliver is very smart (laughs) and so like i'm sure there is a because here if i could be just openly open here there was a point in school for me where i looked around at the other students that i was in class with and i started to get confused about like why am I in here? You know, like, why can't I go up to this next class or even one above that? Like, yeah, but then did you go home and look at your mom? No, the nurse no, no, and no, think, no. absolutely. No, that's what not it what feels I'm, like. Ollie comes home and still thinks that they're smarter than us. I understand. But but I'm just saying, like, I think if I could connect with Ollie on that point on any level, it's it's that Oliver, I think, just takes it too far. I had those same feelings of like, I think I'm I know I'm smart. People are telling me I'm smart. And like, I'm getting good grades. Why aren't these other kids getting the same grades as me when I'm like, not even trying, it felt like, you know, in third, fourth grade, whatever. Yeah. And I know Oliver deals with that too. Um, You know, uh, vocabulary and spelling off the charts, Uh, science off. It's all there. Yeah. But then it's the social and behavioral shit that it doesn't back it up. That makes the whole thing fucking difficult. But you know, like I was talking again, I was talking to Sarah about this tonight because I'm like, I, it, I am so worried that, you know, I do think that, uh, that Arlo and Simon are going to be sporty kids. I yeah. think that, I They're, think it's going to be easy for me to connect with them on a lot of stuff because I think we're so similar. We laugh all the time about the way that Arlo acts. He yeah. is a miniature version of who I was yeah. at his age. Like when I see Simon, Simon and Arlo have this like tag team off the top rope thing where they jump yeah. off the couch i could see them as like yeah like amateur wrestlers and i'm so worried that like it's going to be easy for me to connect with them yeah. and it's going to be hard for me to connect with ollie and then ollie's going to feel some like some fucking trauma from that later of I like know. it yeah. felt like my mom liked being around my brothers more than me and it's like sometimes it feels like there's a little truth to that and i fucking hate like for me to say that out loud period yeah much less like here on this platform but like for me to say that i feel like i'm really fucking it up 
like that I'm like really gonna hurt him that, that I'm really gonna hurt them like and I don't want to do that but I don't know how to fix it because like you know and for a while we thought maybe Ollie was on the spectrum maybe maybe they were having a hard time with like reading the room but then I was when I was talking to Sarah I kind of had this like but when I'm sad Ollie knows that I'm sad and is like really good at like being comforting or being mm-hmm. calming or mm-hmm. if I'm overwhelmed Ollie knows to like quiet you know yeah. like Ollie's good at reading certain situations so it's like it feels like the things that yeah. Ollie's doing it's intentional it's not that they can't see that it's bothering us it's like they're trying to bother us or it's like they're trying to get attention in whatever way they Regardless possibly can, kind of, but they yeah. start with the negative. Why aren't, why aren't you starting with trying to get some positive attention? Mm-hmm. Why are you jumping directly to what can I do to piss them mm-hmm. off so that they'll look at me and say something? And it, yeah, and it, it does feel. <laughs> but I also feel like we go out of our way we to try, try to do things with Ollie That's all exactly the time. That's exactly what I was about to say. We try so hard to do, and Oliver will be like, we never like do that. And it's like, what we literally did that last weekend yeah. what are you talking about and it's hard to or like we did shrinky dinks this last week and then it was as soon as we were done all i was like do you want to do another craft do you want to do a game night or do you want to just like do you just like want to go watch a movie again and it's like we just did this thing yeah. with you well and first and actually it, when we were doing it it was like this is all they sent like <laughs> yeah and it's like, <laughs> like yeah like this was the kit we can get more but this is what was available but it's like i don't i'm so i don't have the energy to sit down with you right after dinner and do things with you intently until you go to bed like i'm doing an activity with you the littles didn't participate well simon simon colored it but like simon wasn't really participating you know like it is so hard because oliver i do feel uh can be so sweet i take ollie shopping with me all the time even when i desperately want to go alone Or I'll take Ollie to the, very specifically to the antique store that they really love Mm -hmm. so that we can walk around or I'll take them to the mall or I'll take them. I mean, I feel like I do stuff with Ollie All the MHA stuff and yeah, like any. When we um, had like a consistent sitter, we did like mom, dad and Ollie days and we would Mm -hmm. like specifically go do things with just Oliver. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like I'm trying to do these things but it's if it's not a constant, then right. Oliver fills those in between spaces with like negative, yeah, actions mm-hmm. to get negative attention, and then it feels like or look we're just the- fucking getting on to them all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like I don't want to have a conversation with you every single day about all these things you're doing that are driving me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you to think that I don't like you. I know. I, I texted you literally. Was it Friday? Yeah. It's like I here. I'm. Uh, I was, is it worth going back? I don't know how much we've texted since, but I was essentially mad about. I was sitting there thinking I'm so sad about how often I'm yelling at Oliver or having to talk sternly to Oliver or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and it. I'm afraid Oliver's going to remember me, and at least in this period, as the dad who's like, nothing was ever good enough. Like, it's always just like, are you kidding me? Like, 
why is this here? Like, why is, or why are your three lights on in your room? And I did that last night. Actually, I was like, Hey, you want to play a game? I'm going to give you a guess at how many lamps are on in your room. One, two, or three. It all goes three. And I was like, congrats. You want to know what you won? <laughs> it's like yeah. you could get up and go shut them off now. You know? Yeah. I don't. Or it's like, how many, how many times can I tell you to put your Capri Suns in the trash yeah. for you to then, for me to, walk over and there's four of them sucked dry on the floor it's like who yeah who just drinks a drink and then throws the the scraps on the floor like yeah. and especially when i mean i am so fucking actually proud of myself i i have worked so hard this week to keep the house really clean yeah. i've vacuumed almost every <laughs> day i fucking cleaned the carp i ran the carpet cleaner mm -hmm. the other day I've kept all of the dishes done and like this might sound like normal shit to other people, but like I really struggle with like staying up on this stuff. Yeah. Um, and especially with the the Again, mental health year that I've had, like for me to feel good enough to stay on Feels top like of this stuff has been a big deal. And yeah. so for me to see Ollie over and over and over again, mm -hmm. not putting their trash in the trash can. Yeah. It's like, Hey, do you think I actually want to make you get up off of your bed and come into this room to throw this away? No, I don't want to do that. No. But if I get up and throw it away instead, you're not, you're just going to keep leaving it out. No. But I'm so tired of that. Like, I just don't want to do that anymore. I found the text, by the way. It says, I re uh, we were talking about, um, <laughs> uh, I said, miss you. And you said, miss you too. And you said, cleaning up, cleaning up is so stupid. And I yeah, said, it I've been sucks doing it all day. Uh, and we were talking about magic or something. Oh, and that's why I said it's part of why Harry Potter was so alluring. It's like to be able to just like, like yeah. a slug horn cleans that. Oh, that's such like a feel so good to watch that scene, to just see everything go back to what it was. Um, and I said, unrelated. I really hate yelling at Ollie all the time. Feels like Ollie will just remember me as the dad uh, who nothing was ever good enough. Yeah. And you said we're in the same boat on that one. And so. Obviously, we talked a little bit more about it, but yeah, it's just been on the brain of like, like I, when I had Ollie or I'll have the time hops come across my Facebook of seeing what just the one the other day was Ollie, um, is that like cream football shirt with the hood on it and sitting on the floor in that apartment across from the convention center. And it was just like little baby Ollie. And I just remember I'm going to be the greatest dad and you know, and then to just look back of like, I just, I yell a lot, you know, or yeah. I'm always like, um, what is the term where it's like, I'm not actually yelling, but I am like, come on, like, come on. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Stop. Like yeah. that kind of shit. Like that's, yeah. I, I don't want Oliver to remember the tone. Like when they think of dad, I don't want in the back of their head to hear, you know, like, come on, stop. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. I want them to remember happy sounds. Yeah. And so far, like I feel at least lately, I, I've felt those are outweighing the times where I can just like. I feel like a lot of times hey, with Ollie, I just am like exhausted. Yeah, just literally, I'll just shut your mouth and we can cuddle on the couch. Just please don't ruin this for me. And then something will happen to like, it doesn't last long. And it's like, I try, you try, we try. And, uh, I again I, I just feel it, like we I've just been, keep trying. That's the best we can do. I feel like I've been <laughs> trying for years. And know, I'm just like, God damn like ugh. like we know how like 
how fast this stuff can go. I know. And like, especially because Ollie skipped a grade, like we, we have already hit the halfway point with Ollie of how long they will live with us or be in school. I mean, if Ollie wants to live with us past high school, that's fine. But like, I just, pay rent. I, just <laughs> I just feel like, I don't, if I had to look back on how I've done the first half, I don't know. Like, I don't know of like how good I feel about it, you know? And I don't want to feel like, um, like that I learned so much from Ollie that I am a better parent to the others or that I am in a better headspace with the others or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to fix it because I don't, like I need Ollie to participate in fixing right, it too. Right. And I don't know how to make Ollie do that. Like yeah. I, it makes me sad because I think sometimes Ollie just really wants to like talk to us, you I know? know? Which but I But then think, I try to start talking to them and then they like say something like I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like they're like an ass. I know. You know, or it's like I say something and they're like, nuh. I like, think are we are like? and this is maybe just more of my night naivete. Naivete? Um, I feel like with Oliver hitting double digits now, these next couple years, like specifically these next two years, I think are going to be pretty important on determining what kind of teenager we're going to get. And I don't know that. That's our first double digit uh, kid, obviously, our first kid. So, uh, I do think this is one where we could use if anybody fucking help. You know, yeah, just help. if you've had kids too, <laughs> specifically any kids who are in the quote unquote gifted category, um, because I think that is a part of the driver or at least an aspect to it. Um, I don't know. It is a challenge. Ollie is a challenge. I don't. I I disagree with you that we're fucking it up. I. I agree with you on the feelings of that, but I, in my soul, know that we're not. There are aspects. I think every parent knows that that I don't want to fuck certain things up, you know, like this or that, like little nodes along the way. But the our overall report card, I think we are top of the class in my heart. I know, I know it can not feel that way sometimes, but I, I truly think the nugget in my eyes, like if I were looking back and I would say, give advice on to your 10 year old self and say, one day you're going to be a dad, Logan. One, the one thing you just have to do is to keep trying no matter how hard it gets or if you just you know, fall down or you get off the path, whatever it is, you just keep fucking going. Can't get complacent in it or just be like, well, I guess, I guess Oliver's just Oliver, you know? No, we're, that's not good enough for us. So we're just, we're going to have these talks. We're going to feel bad and we're going to try new things. And then Oliver will look back and will have the view of us that they will have. We can't control what that's going to be. The uh, the Well, the only thing we can do is to do the best we can and hope that Oliver takes away that we we did. When looking back, when Oliver's 18, 24, 35, we'll understand 
my parents my parents were the parents I needed I know I know it may not be it, it's hard to recognize that in moments where you're not feeling that way but I do see these like you do you see these glimmers of uh, maybe hope or whatever you'd want to call it like you see these glimmers of Oliver and you know it's like that is that is more of the Oliver underneath all this other learning that uh, I want to help bring out because yeah when we see Oliver play with Simon when we see uh, Oliver care about a project or when we see Oliver in their element Oliver is a good human being and we know that it's just there are there's learning curves to being Oliver and Oliver's figuring that out and and it sucks sometimes for the chillness of the room <laughs> uh, it sucks for um you know being able to accomplish like going out and like going out to eat accomplishing a simple thing is going out to it can sometimes ruin that but like sometimes it doesn't you know and uh we just gotta keep trying with oliver and with our other kids obviously but i understand your frustrations i and i hate to hear that you keep having those you know i have them too but i don't have them i don't think they hurt me as much i think they affect me as much i don't think they hurt me as much because i i feel like i don't know i I almost view this whole parenting thing as like it's it's a process and it's not well we just got a good kid now and it's just that's we're good you know like we churned out a product and that's the product we get it's just a it's just a constant I just think because I'm the stay-at-home parent, I look at it like it's a job that I'm either doing a good job or I'm doing Mm. a bad job. And I think that like the older Ollie gets when we're still having the same problems, I'm like, I'm doing a bad job. Mm. Like I'm, I haven't figured something out that I should have figured out at this point. So like, I'm clearly under fucking qualified for this like i must have lied on my resume i don't know why i thought this was a thing that i should have signed up for because if ollie if ollie would grow up and struggle to make friends or struggle to find a partner or struggle to figure out what they want to do for a living or uh like i'm going to look at okay well ollie spent the most time with me So, like, Mm. what did I not do right? Mm. What did I not teach them? You know? Like. I think I'll be all right. Okay. We need to, like, (laughs) wrap up. Um, (laughs) In other news, um, I checked the mailbox while I was out. The P.O. box. And we did receive another ornament. So, let's open that up. Oh. Yeah. Where's it at? We got to wrap up. Oh, it's right here. Need to get like a good snack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna be all right. Shit, everything's all Shit. right. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. We could talk about Ollie's haircut real quick if that wants you want to lighten the mood a little bit with that one. Oh my god. Or will that make you more sad? <laughs> no. no, I uh, yeah, last bit, and then we're gonna open this up. Um, 
Oliver has long hair. Oliver has always had long hair. I have always been the parent that's like, hey, I'm not going to worry about haircuts. I think, I think little, I think little boys with long hair is cute. And as Ollie got older and it just, it felt like it almost fit. Like Ollie's just got like a very androgynous look to, um, and, and when you say long, it's like, Ollie's hair is longer than mine. Yeah. I have extensions in right now, so it's not like fair, but Ollie's hair is like probably like this long ish. Few few inches past the uh, the shoulders for sure, um, and Oliver finally mentioned that they thought they wanted to get a haircut, which I immediately jumped on because Ollie's not great at taking care of long hair, and I've tried and tried and tried, and Ollie doesn't want help with the shower anymore, which is great because I don't want to help in the shower anymore. <laughs> um, but Ollie's just not great at like washing their hair well or brushing it or yeah. knowing. Let, definitely won't let me style it. Sometimes we'll tell themselves that they know how to style it, which they doesn't like suggestions. Which they don't. Um, no, nope, Ollie. No, like Ollie's very. If I like it, <laughs> but we're very much like a my body, my choice. So yeah. for me, it just wasn't a big deal. Like it's fine. That's fine. Um, Ollie said that they thought they wanted to get a haircut, and uh, I was like, okay, great. I need you to find some pictures because that's what we would have to show. A barber or a hairstylist, depending on what we're going for. Yeah. And Ollie's like, well, um, I'll just, I'll draw it. And I was like, okay, well, you, we're not going to take a drawing in to the, the shop. So um, Ollie's like, well, I just, I don't know that anybody else is going to have this haircut, which is a, an immediate red flag to me. Immediately. I know. I, I'm I like, I think the first oh. thing I said, Oliver, Oliver, you know, there are billions of people on the planet Nobody and, and have been for years pretty sure all the haircuts out there have been spoken for at some point or the other yeah um well no oliver wants um essentially the the front like i don't know two inches of one side of their hair to stay exactly how it is exactly as exactly long a long strip long one long strip on one side yeah and then wants all the rest of their hair cut like basically to the bottom of their ear so it'd be like a very short bob and then one long piece. Almost like a Kate Goslin, like extreme. But right? but one one chunk but one of hair. Chunk not of like hair a blended, long. not like an A-line bob. Right. No, 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 yeah. Like we're talking one strip yeah. of like hair. You glued a piece of fabric here. Like you put one extension right up front uh-huh. and that's it. Yeah. Right. And I struggled for a moment because Again, it's like we've said for a long time, your body, your choice, your haircut, your hair. I'm not going to make you cut your hair if you don't want to. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, Oliver already is the new kid at school and we are struggling a little in that department, which is a bummer, but also not something we're not used to. Oliver struggles pretty much at every school that we've ever been to uh, with antagonizing other kids. Uh, And... I just feel like if I would let Oliver get that haircut, it would get so much worse. I think at so. School. Yeah, it's like at what point? I do truly you... do. I think it would get so much uh-huh. worse, and I just can't. I I can't let Ollie do it. I can't let them make a choice that I know invites bullying. Invites bullying because Oliver is not good at just brushing those things off. Oliver instead will snap back with something else and then everybody will get in trouble. And it's just, uh, 
That's where I, I struggle too, because it's like we want to obviously be the parents that are all about self-expression and about self-identity and all that good stuff. Yeah. And there are plenty of things that but like I, we are fine to let Ollie do. Oliver pretty much only wants to wear adult extra large t-shirts right now. And I know the baggy is in, baggy. but this is like nightgown territory. You know, Oliver's nine years old, yeah. um, but, but that's fine. You want to wear that? Cares? Fine. It's always like, it's like Big care. Daddy. It's like you want to dress like Frankenstein, dress like Frankenstein. Yeah, but there fine. is a po- there is a there is a certain I have to have some uh, length of leash here. Yeah, to where as parents we're able to like bring in a little yeah. bit because self. You know, I don't know. You can't just let you just. Well, you're a kid. You just do whatever you fuck you want. Like yeah, it's like there a has to point. be some boundaries. Yeah, and this one I think is one where we have been again very open. We haven't made Oliver cut their hair other than you know an occasional like trim to cut the dead ends or whatever. But Oliver's been growing their hair for years, years, and we've never. There's been like a, I think I want to cut my hair, and we're like, are you sure? And it lasts like a day, and then then it goes away. It's like it's never Oliver's- been a thing. Oliver's probably only had two haircuts since we've moved out here. Yeah. And we've been here for three mm-hmm. and a half years. Um, so, yeah. But yeah. This, uh, but it's just another thing. Is anybody it's else? Just same another thing. thing anybody else struggle like, with like oh. your kid wanting a, a wacky uh, get up of some kind and identifying with that? And how do you how do you marry that with the fact that they're already having social issues and yeah. having behavioral like going to the principal issues yeah like like i get a call from this school how do you balance that once a week on average <laughs> yeah. like all right let's close it out with some fun okay uh also and, oliver is a cool kid okay i know that we yes, really like ragged on ollie today yeah. but it, i'm not ragging We're on just ollie i'm just our, trying to like fuck. our big struggle yeah. yeah like the parts of oliver that i fucking love and adore i wish i saw more often and i don't yeah. know how to pull that out right of them and that's where i'm struggling right now um okay this is from alexandra Ooh. all right oh okay bitch this is so cute oh my gosh they're little toothpicks i love it oh i love it thank you so much see it the little yarn what are these called the little balls Uh, or uh, like uh, is it a no, it's not a it's not a bolt. A bolt is like fabric. What's it when is it the it's like an S, is it a spool? A skine. A skine. Am I way off base on that? I don't even know that that's a word that you just said. Oh, am I about to embarrass myself? Maybe. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. That is so cute. I wonder what the best way to hang oh, it is. Oh my gosh, I'm. Oh, I'm. We have dead air now. I'm. Is sorry. it a spool of yarn? Wait, hold on. It is not a skine. Don't say. Hold that. on. What is a skine of yarn? <laughs> how much is a yarn? Uh, how much yarn is it? A hundred to two hundred yards is a skine. That's like the I, listen, Logan, y'all. Why do you know stuff like that? <laughs> why do you? When have you ever? Why I, are you like this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud though. Like I thought. Oh shit! I thought I was going crazy. Like when I said it, I was like, oh no, was I, am I wrong? I had a grandma that did a lot of shit with yarn and I don't understand how you just pulled that out of there. (laughs) My gosh. Yeah. I also, real quick, I did have uh, the definition of negging pulled up. (laughs) Oh gosh. Here we go. Ready? Uh I think it's important to this show. Okay. 
Negging, uh, or to neg, is an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise flirtatious remark to another person to undermine their confidence and attempt to engender them in a need for the manipulator's approval. Ew. What an icky ass. Don't fucking do that. Don't do that to people. That sucks. <laughs> Ew. That is such a fucking like early 2000s shit that we would have seen on every VH1 show. Listen, I'm, I need to look him I up. I hate that. But he, I feel like he had like a... Um, Oh, I'm just looking up here. The pickup artist. That's like what those was his mean name? shows. Like, yeah, and he had the oh the Jamiroquai hat. This guy, look at that, look at that. Do you remember him? I what remember was his him. name? Um, oh, I need to look up his name. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Uh, Eric von Markovic. What happened there? That was really cute. <laughs> um, gross, disgusting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, don't fucking do that. Okay, ew. <laughs> I can assure you, if I was ever on the market, ever, yeah. I would have not been down for that. Yeah. That would have been an ick. Although, also, I wouldn't take any dating advice from me because I haven't done it since I was 15. So, I have no fucking clue. Maybe you're a really good dater because mm. you... I honestly, I I feel like if I had to, I would go straight back to like eight-year-old Logan and I'd have no fucking clue what to do. I'd, I'd have zero clue how to talk to another human on it like hey i, I can't even do it as a friend like you want to hang out or something you know my feelings would let get hurt alone all the time even a, another woman my feelings would get hurt because i wouldn't like the uh date around phase no if you go on one date with me and i don't want to hear you you're like going me with forever else. no okay well i'll never try this again thanks <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna go get a dog <laughs> yeah no absolutely not gross um okay uh anything else nope that's okay it. great that's well it. um if you have an ornament that you still want to send in by all means do that mm-hmm. uh p.o box 115 spokane valley washington 99037 uh we'll keep putting them up until they stop showing up or until the end of the holiday i guess yep um if you have a story you'd like to submit you can do that at my life at brokenyouthclub.com um we still have the hotline if you want to call that that's great that's there um we are going to make some updates and changes to the patreon um so uh keep an eye out on for that we'll we'll i don't know we'll maybe talk about that in the next Couple episode yeah, or, yeah. yeah we'll figure it out well, at some point by the end of the year we'll <laughs> yeah. tell you guys what's up um but yeah and then is there anything else anything no. else i'm missing oh the facebook group Y'all get up in there if you're not in the Facebook group. Um, everybody's so sweet. Love them. Lovely. Uh, that is just the Broken Youth Club on Facebook. Yep. Is that That's all? It. Okay. I think I'll do it. Great. Stumble out, we shall. Yep. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.